Welcome to the Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon, and I'm so excited to champion, encourage, and edify you every day right here. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. So if you haven't already figured this out, there will be times when it seems like everything is out of control. There are challenges and adversities, and everybody just seems to be so freaking stressed out. But just like there is an eye in the center of a hurricane, an eye in the middle of a storm, in the midst of all of that difficulty, there is a place of peace where you can remain. Peace that surpasses all of understanding. And that means that you're going to have peace when others are just upset, and you're going to have peace when others are really stressed out. So so glad to have you back with us again today for the Law of Attraction Kinetic Belief Podcast. I'm Stephen Canyon. KineticBelief.com is the website. KineticBelief at StephenCanyon.com is the email where you can reach out to us. Good morning, Megan. Good morning. How are you today? I'm wonderful. You're not stressed out at all. No, I actually this podcast is my place of peace. Yeah? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, you're always at peace. Oh, yeah. You sort of glide through the day. There's just a, a sachet of peace everywhere you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Here comes the sachet of peace, everybody. Oh, yeah, man. Well, you that. know, it's, um, it's, I think it's one of those things where it appears one way, but it does take uh, some discipline and some mindfulness to, to achieve that, that persona. Discipline and mindfulness. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That sounds it doesn't heady. just happen to you. That sounds you know? educated. Yeah. Experience. Well, you know, I mean, if, if someone comes up to you, they say, oh, you're just so peaceful all the time. That must be nice. Yeah. Um, you know. Have you ever been in a hurricane? I mean, right in the center where there is a calm eye. Um, no, I have not. Have you? Well, yes, I have. It wasn't by choice. It was, oh my gosh. I mean, it was a big fat mistake, and I well, ended up right in the middle of it. Well, I was going to go fishing, and I went down to the coast of North Carolina by myself. Okay. And uh, was very young and dumb. And so that's that's my my uh, excuse. All right, right yeah, out I mean, of the gate. But I was you know I was thinking, why is everybody? Why is there so much traffic going in the other direction? And here I am. I'm headed to the coast, and, I thought, and there was nobody in my lane on the highway. And so oh, I drove word. all the way in. No one stopped me. Drove out to the outer banks. And wow. the wind was howling, and and I uh, thought, boy, this is a really bad storm. And I kept driving <laughs> in this horrific rain, and went out to Cape Hatteras, as far oh, out on the Outer word. Banks as you can get. And uh, there was no one there where I was going. There was a little, there had some cinder block buildings, little bedrooms, and there was a a oh, note up goodness. on a door that said. Uh, uh, Mr. Canyon, don't know if you're still coming, but the 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 unit is unlocked for you because they hadn't heard from me. There was no one there, and I went in and I stayed in this cinder block building on the beach, and a hurricane came through there, and the waves were up on the road and around the building. And that yeah, could only I happen without an iPhone because now you know nowadays that before you even so left, it would, it would like be alerting you. But that, back yeah. in the day, you oh, know, gosh, before there were radios and anything, you know, I just. Yeah, you're, maybe it wasn't that long. You're not ago, that old. Just that <laughs> was that experience. But yeah, I saw the eye of a hurricane, and it came right over the wow. the outer banks. That's amazing. Yeah, and, peace. You know, having peace in the eye of the storm. It's not something that just happens to you. It's really not. Um, so when people say, "Oh wow, you're so peaceful," that must be nice. 
it really just makes you think because it's, it's like, well, you know, it doesn't, it's not just natural. You have to go after it. You know, it's after it. It's possible to, to have peace when everybody around you is freaking out. It is. It really is. Do you know anybody that gets upset and bent out of shape every time things don't go their way? Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You don't know anybody like uh-huh. that. <laughs> do you? Yeah. I do. Names have been changed to protect identities. <laughs> you ever see anybody in a restaurant that things aren't going their way and they kind of get bent out of shape? You know where I saw maybe the biggest freak out was at an airport. This guy really? had missed, had had absolutely missed his flight. You know, he was one of those people that's running and they've closed mm. the doors and they won't reopen them. And he, I've never seen someone throw a suitcase that far. Oh my goodness! And that big. I mean, he was just like threw his suitcase. Oh, he picked it up and absolutely chucked it across the like the the chairs. But isn't that it? He threw his suitcase instead of somebody else's. So I can't imagine <laughs> what he may have trashed that oh, belonged to him. Oh, he was just he was having an absolute Whoa, meltdown. He was really? so red and he was screaming at the girl there and he was uh, spiraling. Out now of we control. traveled together a lot, and I'm thinking that wasn't me, was it? No, I was um, <laughs> I was pretty young actually. I was traveling by myself to Colorado. And I was like 15 or 16. Mm. Yeah, it was a sight to behold. Airports are a pretty <laughs> interesting place. I think if you... if you, Yeah, they're most... very um, pressure filled. Mm. Yeah, lots wow. of pressures. You know, people trying to get through security and make the flight. And then all the people working there. It's a lot. So if you're going to see a meltdown, that, that's probably where it's going to be. I think most all of us have seen meltdowns in just about... I all, think you know, so. Airports, think so. restaurants, where else? In traffic. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's interesting, too, because typically those occurrences that you're seeing, it's just the result of a lot of pent up (laughs) aggression (laughs) and stress. And that was just, you know, like everyone likes to say, that that was the final straw. Do you internalize stress? You know, I, I probably used to have tendencies to. Absolutely. I can get very inside my own head. But you don't ever combust, do you? Oh, gosh, no. No, no, no. No, because no, I don't, I don't know. I'm very sensitive to people, too. So I don't think mm. that's even possible for me. But that's just me. I mean. You're just full of love. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> full of, that helps, doesn't it? Love, guilt, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> love, guilt, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm in. changed <laughs> I'm years. living a life in unconditional guilt. <laughs> Yeah, on tomorrow's program. (laughs) Well, I am excited about this topic because, you know, I think peace is something that is so easy to lose. One little thing. um, Oh, my goodness. I mean, just the other day. Okay, so just the other day. Um, we were together and we were out walking past some some shops and there were two people behind me and they would not I mean there was there's no one around and they're just up on me you know they're just pressing into your back basically it's like you know you have room to go around me you can go around me and I just sort of paused to let them go past and instead of going past me they just stood behind me and they were like um excuse me I I remember that, and in fact, I remember it, the the sidewalk was plenty wide, yeah. And there was an entire block, yeah. And oh. no one else was on the sidewalk no, except for four us. people. There was me and you, yep. And we were walking side by side, and yeah. there were two people walking behind us, yeah. And literally right on top of us, and there was no one else on this entire city block. And so it was almost like on purpose, yeah. and I and I just remember in that moment, I was so tempted to become. Like, you know, just so emotional. And it, and it was one of those things that it just sort of ticks you off so deeply in, in that moment. <laughs> um, 
But I guess I'm just saying it's so easy. Peace is something that can be very elusive. You know, you can have it for these long amounts of time and then somebody tailgates you on the sidewalk and it just makes you lose it. So, so Mm. it's just one of those things that I think if you can, you know, develop the tools to maintain it for extended periods of time and to have the tools to not fall out of it. It's, it's huge. I used to, uh, I had a neighbor when I was in uh, school and he, his, his, his dad would give us a ride to school and it was across town and, and it was like the same thing replayed every single morning. And he, we would always leave and uh, head through traffic. He would take us to our school on the other side of town. And out on the highway, of course, the, the rush hour traffic was just stop, start, uh-huh. stop, start. And I'm not kidding you. He would accelerate about 20 feet and slam on brakes <laughs> and say a few choice words. And then the traffic start moving. He would sell, accelerate and go 20 or 30 feet and slam on brakes. And this, I'm not kidding you, would go on all the way across oh, town. Oh, my goodness. And... Um, he was just losing his mind, and it was every <laughs> single day. And I was thinking, gosh, I would so much rather be on the school bus than do it. But that was my ride to school. Well, and, yeah. you know, I think we've what we've proven, too, with all, the, all of these instances is that uh, the ability, the temptation, the reason to lose your peace is everywhere, all day, all the time. If you want to be upset and stressed and enraged, you certainly could find the reasons to we be. We are on a planet that is full of stress and you know people are at odds with each other and there's just so much strife and so many reasons if you were looking for a reason to lose your mind and just freak out right along with everybody else there are more excuses for that than than just about anything (laughs) else so yeah i you know i read about this contest for whoever painted the picture that was displaying a, a piece yeah and they were to paint and just whatever you can come up with, whatever okay. idea or thought that you think represents peace uh, in the greatest, most compelling way. That's who was going to win the prize. Mm-hmm. And so there were all of these paintings of these really beautiful, peaceful scenes, the sun setting over an ocean. Um and we're looking at that every day now. And yeah. so, yeah, oh, that's that's peaceful, isn't it? Or there were palm trees that were blowing in the wind. And then there was this one painting. It was a, a pasture scene with these rolling green hills. And there was a white picket fence and a beautiful lake there in the background. And then there was another uh, winter scene. And here was this fresh snowfall and a small log cabin. Mm. And you could see the flickering of light in the window oh, of the cabin. Nice. Yeah. And the fireplace of the window. And uh, then there was the majestic mountain there in the background. And, and that looked so warm and so cozy, so peaceful. But then the painting that won first prize was a picture of this huge storm with lightning flashing across the sky. Rain coming down and wind blowing through the trees. And, and it looked like just the opposite of peace. All the other paintings. Mm-hmm. But over in the corner, in the, the cleft of a rock, there was this little bird, and, and she was in her nest, and it was tucked away. Underneath that little bird's outstretched wings were, these, were six of her baby little birds. Wow. Right there in the midst of this huge storm. And they were just sitting there in, in a calm, and, uh, and they were just as peaceful wow. as they could be. And that won the prize. What a picture of what peace really is. Right. That is so profound. Well, you see, peace is not the absence of trouble. 
Peace is not getting rid of all of your enemies. It's not overcoming all of your challenges. Mm. It's not paying off all of your bills. <laughs> right. So, no, the world is full of trouble. And there are conflicts and there are challenges all around us on the outside. But real peace is trusting the reality that we choose. It's wow. a choice. And real peace... It's knowing how to not allow storms to get on the inside. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Trouble is everywhere. Yeah. If you're looking for it, you don't, have, you don't have to go very far. Peace is the absence of fear. And so you're not at peace when you care about what others think. You're not at peace when you're trying to, to be someone or something that you're not. You can't have peace when you do what you see others doing because you're trying to win favor. You, and, and peace is not when you say what you hear others talking about or when you act like others are acting because you want to fit in. Mm. Peace is always, it's always going to be found in the original intention and the original purpose within you. I love that. That's such a, an amazing point because if you have inner turmoil, no amount of palm trees is going to fix that. <laughs> right. But you know what? You but know? that's the quick fix. You know, we think that if I just change the fruit of all of this inner turmoil, right. what I need with my freaked out self yeah. is a set of palm trees and a, and a calm vista. Yeah. One, one good pina colada and I'll be fine. And I'll, I'll be, <laughs> no. then I'll be peaceful. Where's my peace, peaceful cigarette? Well, and, my peace pipe. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. That's just, you know, sort of messing with the, uh, that's, that's sort of fixing the fruit of all this something that you've brought up many times is how you know through kinetic belief and the law of attraction we're all sort of creating cultivating our own gardens and you're responsible for what that looks like and and I, i've right. always really loved that that analogy because mm -hmm. this fits i think perfectly in with that well the original unique you before you ever believed something about you that's not you before you ever internalized that lie that tried to redefine you away from your original purpose mm -hmm. before you ever believed any of the condemnation any of those judgments before you ever stopped to ponder and consider the condemnation the thoughts uh, the inner turmoil that you're, you are internalizing before any of that, before you ever listen to negative influencers, before you ever listen to a voice of condemnation, before you became all of that, that person, the original you, is a fearless, beautiful, strong, creative person with the genius of purpose. And this is an interesting topic, too, because it really is something that you're going to be working on forever as long as you're on this planet because you know many there are many things i think you can master however this is one of those things where even if you're really good at peace and maintaining your peace there will always be these things that sort of the surprise you know the unexpected encounter the unexpected um thing that's said to you or done to you that um and i think that's going to be the thing that you're working on consistently are those little trip ups that's true and you know peace Peace was the original, which still exists. Peace will go on once all of this has passed away. Peace mm -hmm. just is. Yes. So good. it's when we embrace whatever we find along the path of our journey from before we came into the natural to before we leave and continue on our path of journey. Mm -hmm. Peace is the thing that sustains all that there is. Every single person on the earth has that peace right now on the inside of them. The key to 
remaining in that place, that original source of peace, it's always going to come back to journaling while you go through the natural, while you go through this life, in order to unbecome all of the stuff that's not you, that they're trying to put on you, that you're trying to put on yourself. The the distraction of, of the lies and the, the existence of the negative source that's not original source, but it's around you. And we're, we are wading through all of that stuff as we go through the natural. And it's what we choose to believe and it's what we choose to adhere to and rely on that's going to define whether or not we're living a life of peace. So we locate that that in that eternal peace that's on the inside of us and don't wait for all of your problems to resolve and then decide to quit worrying. No, you decide that no matter what is happening around you, I don't care what they're saying. It doesn't matter what's going on on television or in the news or in politics around the world. It doesn't matter what kind of strife is going on. None of that matters. No, you decide that no matter what's happening around you, you find the place of peace and you make up your mind that you are going to have peace right there in the middle of a stormy world. You know, I like what you're saying. It it makes me think of just uh, in a recent podcast episode, you were talking about, I think it was health. And you were just saying, you know, you become health. You are health. And that's what everything you just said gave me that sense. You know, you, you can become peace. You are peace. It's who you right. are. It becomes right. a part of your DNA even, your identity. Mm-hmm. All these things that you're looking to the law of attraction to manifest into your life. You are peace. Mm-hmm. You are happiness. You are joy. You are love. You are all of those things. What you are not is the... The, the things that you stopped along the way to consider that come from negative source, mm-hmm. that's what's going to interfere with your original purpose, the genius within, the source that you are, the essence that you are, which is something that is made perfect. You are going through this life unbecoming all of those negative influencers only to reveal the beautiful original thing that you, you always have been and you will continue to be when you leave the land of the living. It is interesting, too, how I think everyone has sort of triggers that goes after their peace. For some people, it may be their children. For others, money. Um, I think it just depends on your experiences. But typically, those triggers are very, very personal, very specific. And it is something that in that moment, it's so real. You know, even if something bad hasn't happened yet, it, it absolutely grips you. And those are the moments, I think, where it's peace, peace is the most elusive in those moments. Well, those, those, that's right. And all of those things that you mentioned are fear-based. You know, what what ifs, the what ifs of life. What yeah. if this happens? What if the bad thing that I've been considering or talking about or, or listening to the negative conversations with others, all those conversations we're having, all of the bad fables that I read about and the movies that I watch that are fear-based, those are possibilities that you're considering. That's going to be the root of the problem that you are uh, fearful that may come to pass in your life. It could have something to do with a child or your home or your job or your finances, whatever. All of those things that you consider and ponder, you're communing with that and it becomes a real possibility of something that you're imagining could happen to you. So that affects and destroys and takes away and steals your peace. If you're someone who has uh, been a chronic um, high-strung person and peace is not something you've really had a lot of experience with, do you think that that can 
really be undone? I mean, can you really sort of flip that switch and become and go from just being a high strung control freak to, oh, Zen, I'm a Zen monk on top of the Himalayan mountains. I mean, can you really do that? Yes, you really can, because you are really that first and foremost. That's who you are. That's the authentic you. And so the mm. thing that is most possible is that you go back to the original you. All of us, every person on Earth originally is a peaceful person, a mm. peaceful being, one who resides and will continue to stay in peace. What's not natural, what's not normal is a person who's not at peace. So you have to unbecome those things that have distracted you from your original source. Mm. You know, we live lives in the natural, being manipulated and motivated by the senses. We live by what we, most people are living by what they see. They live by what they feel and they, they are manipulated and controlled by their emotions, which are always changing. That's why you've got to break the habitual pattern of being led around by your emotions and feelings. And don't make decisions that are emotionally based or that are based in feelings because those are always changing. Look, a person that can control their emotions can accomplish anything in life. So the answer to your question is yes, anyone, any human being on the planet has more than enough stuff on the inside of them to do this, to live a life of peace. When you look around, all you see is paths. And often you'll hear, you'll read books about how to better yourself and become a, a better person. And it says, find your path, look for your pathway, follow the trail. And I like what Ralph Waldo Emerson said. He said, do not go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm, I like that. That's blazing your own trail because we that's are right. unique. And that's and it does seem like that would be the path where you will find peace. Um, you know, you're not going to have peace if you're living this life that you have no business living. It's 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 not even for you. That's that's a wonderful point. Um, when you're in your own life, when you are faced with a moment of something, some outside stressor or person trying to get you out of peace, what is a tool, you know, what's something that you mentally do in that moment, you know, because I think a lot of times it's physiological first. You, you feel that little tiny surge of adrenaline and, you know, your 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 head might heat up a little bit. <laughs> you, know? right, you can feel the, right. the blood start to rush just a tiny bit. So I think the physiological response is first. Um, how do you how do you deal with that? How do you in that moment not allow that to change you or grip you? Well, while you're here in in this the physical, it's almost impossible to do what you're suggesting unless you are continually uh, staying close to your original source. And the way that you do that is you have to journal from your highest viewpoint the thoughts forms that you're creating of yourself. And you do this by going back to, uh, and you meditate, you look within, who are you? Why are you here? You ask yourself those questions and then be quiet, get away from the noise, all of that, this, the persuasion that's around you and listen to yourself, listen to your responses. Often you'll go back to those early childhood dreams, those aspirations, recognize your giftings. What makes you unique? What are your aptitudes? Don't look for your, the commonality, and that's what we're taught to do in this world. You know, you go to the career counselor, well, you, you, and they give you your, your, your five choices for a career. You can be this, 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 or this, and, and fit in. Everyone tells you to fit in, be like them. 
Don't stand out. It's like whack-a-mole. Who do you, sit back down. What are you doing standing up? Don't, and, and so many people grow up with the idea and the thought persuasion. You know, don't speak unless you're spoken to. Don't uh, have an idea or thought of your own and get back in line. All of those things we are taught from a very early age to wear the uniform, speak like you're spoken to, say whatever everybody else is saying, and don't be unique or different. Well, all that is just, it's creating this inner turmoil and the, the thought processes of judging yourself. And you develop voices of condemnation anytime that unique person begins to reveal itself. And so what we do and what I do to answer your question is I have to, you've got to be a journaler, go and get a notebook, something to write with, and do these things that I'm talking about. Find your original purpose and don't review what you're coming up with through the uh, expectations or what you would imagine someone else would say if they heard you talk this way or or if they heard about what you're saying that you really feel like you should be doing based on what you're finding within. Get away from all of that. Be true to yourself and have no fear. Don't consider what you're coming up with through the eyes and, and thoughts of what you think somebody else may say. And that's what we're doing. People are going through this life pinging themselves off, themselves off of what they think others will say about them. And they find all of their identity that way. You know, will you approve of me or disapprove? Because that's, at the end of the day, going to be the determining factor of what I'm going to pursue or not. So you get away from all of that. And it sounds like you're, you're saying, too, that through journaling, you really are changing your natural instincts, your gut reactions to things should change so that you're not sort of, you know, like you were saying earlier, playing whack-a-mole with your emotions. Yeah. And here's the thing too, with natural instincts, you'll never change those. Natural instincts are negative. They are always going to be negative. You want to replace the, the natural instinctive impulse to respond to the natural world around you. You want to replace that with the original source. So you get out of the knee-jerk reaction of if you if somebody strikes out, you strike back. If they get in front of you in traffic and slow down, then you're going to get right back in front of them and hit the brakes. And you're going to show them, give them a piece of their... All, all you're doing then is you are naturally responding to the natural. And so you can change that. You absolutely change you can that. Change that. You replace core. that. You you replace it. Um, and cool. I say you can't change it because it is what it is. It is You're, a natural right, response. Right. You'll never be able to change anger with anger. Yeah. What you do is you replace anger with peace. And I love too that you're making the point that that's your original self. That, right. that you're really just working, you know, through journaling and all this, all this exciting, thrilling, this journey that you're on as a kinetic believer. You're really changing the root of who you are and really reverting back to, to who you originally were meant to be. Exactly. You're not trying to become something that you're not. Which you're is, unbecoming yeah. all the things that you are not. Which I think is a, you know, it's a really important point because that means that this person that you are working toward is someone you already know. 
you're familiar with that person because it's who you truly are. It's your genuine identity. That is a great point. And that is the source of a lot of strife and contention because people are, they, they live this life out angry because you just know that you know on the inside of you that that's not really who I am. Yeah. Why am I, why is everybody, uh, quote, making me this way? Look, no one's making you any way, any certain way. No one makes you respond. It's always going to be a choice. And all that does is it just adds to the, the dissatisfaction that people have until they, like we were talking about earlier, they just blow yeah. and they throw their own suitcase across the airport because that inner turmoil, all of the things that they are internalizing, all of the negative information, you just know on the inside of you that that's not who you are, but you don't know how to deal with it because you're not going back to original source. You're not journaling from the highest viewpoint and creating thought forms in order to advance your mind and your body and your soul. You used an interesting phrase earlier. You talked about what ifs, and you mentioned that what ifs really are the things that people conjure up in their mind. They use what ifs to stir up the most horrific scenarios that <laughs> would never happen. Um, I think that's something that absolutely has to be addressed, you know, in our own minds. Um, do you journal to replace what ifs? I mean, how do you get rid of those? of those thoughts. Yeah, the what ifs are the imaginations in life. Imaginations, the theater of the mind. You're creating a narrative in your mind and you're going and you're, you're storyboarding your life, if you will, as you go out through the day. Say, for example, you've got a three o'clock meeting this afternoon and you start storyboarding that meeting before you get down there. And you've got two narratives that you are working through in your imagination, the what ifs. And so you're working on a negative and you're working on a positive and you're thinking, well, they're going to say this and my response will be that. That. And so in that back and forth, in the what if back and forth, typically what you're doing is there are two negative influencers that now you've developed in that storyboard in your mind. You are the playwright for your life. And so as you are kicking in or hitting that ball of imaginations back and forth over the net, by the time you get down there, now you're loaded for a bear and the bear's not even there. And so you've, <laughs> you've created this right. monstrous reaction and yeah. an action because of the what ifs. So what you do through the journaling process is you go to the highest viewpoint for that meeting this afternoon. You're walking in unconditional love toward yourself, toward everyone that would be in the meeting, and now there's not a, a, uh, a definitive purpose for the meeting. The meeting is part of your journey through life, mm. and it's something that now you're looking forward to yeah. peacefully. As you show up in love mm -hmm. and the part of the journaling process is now you're casting down negative imaginations. You're casting down the negative what ifs and you are placing the, those with just the perfected version of you to advance your mind and your body and your soul through the process of the meeting now that you're looking forward to this afternoon at three o'clock. What a what an exciting thing as well to, to take a what if, a horrible what if, and replace it with a good expectation. Um, you know, and what ifs are so dangerous, aren't they? Because they can just, they can be the most outlandish things, but if you let it fester, it can actually come to pass just because you had that weird thought that wasn't even, it wasn't going to happen until you... <laughs> Put all your faith into it. Well, it will come to pass. But the law of attraction will make sure that whatever you fear, whatever you what if in a negative way is going to attract that thing that to mm. oppose you, whatever you fear wow. will come against you. It's so important to get rid of those thoughts. Just nip them right when they pop in. 
you know? Nip them. You've got to journal your highest <laughs> viewpoint in order to nip the bad yeah. thought. Um, do you take vacations? Do you do you have moments where you get to the point of, of going, gosh, I need a vacation, and then you take one? You know, I think my answer to that is going to sound a little bit cheesy, but my life is a vacation. I vacated from reality many, many years ago so that I am on vacation wherever I am. I am enjoying my life. I am living a life in peace, and I have to work at this. And it only comes through journaling my highest expectation, and it works. I am healthy. I don't get sick. I don't have colds. I am healthy, and and I have, uh, you know, uh, I'm always in joy, and I'm happy, optimistically looking forward to every day because I remain present. And, you know, I have love in my life and my, I have friends that, that believe the same way and think the same way. We edify each other, encourage each other, champion and celebrate each other. So I'm always on vacation. So when I travel, it's just an extended version of my, my uh, <laughs> vacated life as I'm going through the land of the living. I love that. Um, you know, it, basically, if, you, if you're living the life you're supposed to, you're, you don't really need a vacation from your life. That's right. That's right. And you know what? I think that's a great thing to to even think about for a moment because we live in a world now where where so much of our identity is virtual. And if you are into social media, which like most Mm, people are, we are looking at the snapshots that everybody's creating of their supposed lives. You know, you're snorkeling, then you're swimming with the sharks unharmed, and then you are wind sailing and skydiving, (laughs) and you got the tan, and you got the great body, and you work out, and everything is just rose-colored glasses. But then the reality of that is life stinks. Yeah, it's terrible. And so we've got social media now that has become the thought maker for all of our existence. And yet the reality of it is, if we've if we've not gone back to kinetically journal to change our lives using the law of attraction to bring the substance of our good life into manifestation, then we don't have a life of peace. And right now people are miserable because they are trying to snapshot their lives into one that's full of joy and peace and these things that we would like others to believe about us. That's so true that, you know, it's really hard to have peace in your life when you're just in this constant state of, you know, the fear of missing out. Right. You're just living in that constant state because that's what it does. That's what uh, social media can absolutely induce is just this this uh, mindset of, oh, I should, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. We have to be, it, how, what role does staying present play in, in peace? Staying present is everything because otherwise you are running from snapshot to snapshot to try mm-hmm. to capture the, the moments between yeah. them. Not, it's not even your snapshot. <laughs> You're chasing That's after right. somebody else's photo op. Or even if you, even if it is your snapshot, what are you doing between them? Yeah. Which is most of your time. So most of your time is trying to arrange for the next snapshot. Yes. And that's that's not it. So to your point, remaining present with the highest viewpoint, thought forming who you are, beautifully made, exactly like you're supposed to be. You're not supposed to be someone else's snapshot or, and, or to emulate those, those photographs. You're supposed to be different because you are. You're supposed to be unique because you are. Yeah. 
You are supposed to be one of a kind. No one else ever created like you and never will be created like you. You're supposed to be that because you are. So become honest with that and decide that, you know what, I'm going to promote that version of me. You're doing yourself a favor and everybody else around you. You cannot love someone else unconditionally until you fall in love with that unique person that you are. You know, I was I was reading an article the other day, a recent article, on a social and political issue, and it was just called Stop Cyberbullying. And that's not a new topic. It's been around for a while, cyberbullying. Yeah. And it was really interesting. And, and in fact, I'm just going to quote. The article said, most people can agree that cyberbullying should be stopped because it's just plain mean. But there are many different reasons, in my opinion, for why it should be stopped. For this Purpose, social media cyberbullying, this post's purpose, social media cyberbullying should be stopped because it is wrong and it is in the main eye of the public. And she said, when I was faced with cyberbullying, I was humiliated, not just because of what was said, but because of what, uh, rather because of who may have seen it. Hmm. Now, let's unpack that. Let's unpack that one. <laughs> Yeah, wow. this person, uh, she's she's right. You know, it's it's a terrible the cyberbullying. Uh, she says, and most people that are following that that line of thought, they say we need to stop it. We've got to figure out a way to stop cyberbullying. Listen, you will never ever, as long as there is cyber, stop bullying. There is a segment of the world, the population, that are bullies. You cannot mandate. You yeah. cannot. You cannot write a law. <laughs> if you made, if you issued a law today that said bullying is against the law, you've done nothing except create more bullies that are unlawful. Yeah. You can't stop it. The way that you stop it is that you unbecome the ability for someone to bully you just like you do offense wow. you take care of the the ability for someone to offend you from within mm -hmm. you become unoffendable if somebody offends you it's because you give them the ability you give them the right to offend you if someone's bullying you you give them the right to bully you it's always going to come back to yourself you're the deciding witness as to what you will be afflicted with in this life it's going to be up to you because you have authority you have dominion no one is over you unless you give them the power to be over you. No wow. one is under you unless you incorrectly use your dominion to be a bully and harmful to someone else. So you see everyone is a co-equal creator, created in the image of the creator. And you don't abuse anyone and you don't give anyone lordship over you to abuse you. And that's going to be what you internally dialogue and you say, I let you do this to me because I choose to. No, rather than that, you go back to original source your purpose within, and you see yourself beautifully made, not under anyone's dominion, not over anyone's dominion. And then a cyber bully no longer has access to you. A cyber bully is not lording over you with the ability to cause you harm. You're no longer worried about what other people are thinking about you. So if somebody reads something about you online, it's none of your business what mm -hmm. they think about you. Right. Because you're not under that or over it anymore. That only comes from journaling the highest viewpoint of yourself. Well, I have to say, um, imagining yourself in that lofty place of being unoffendable is pretty exciting to imagine that version of you and to imagine really living that way every single day that is exciting i mean that's thrilling to imagine because that is such a power a position of power in your own life 
Yeah, and it's You're so possible. Above everything. This is so possible. It is. It is the thing. It's the way to. In fact, one percent of the population, as far back as history is recorded, have been able to do this. They understand the law of attraction. This is how yeah. they're living their life, and that's why they are successful writers, poets, mm-hmm. athletes. Uh, uh, wealth builders, and this is how they do it. That's a good point too. No, nothing's going to kill your creativity faster than just that intense focus on what other people are saying about you. Um, there was a musician, I can't think of his name right now, but recently he had uh, tweeted something, and everyone was sort of like bullying him. You know, just across Twitter, you know, everybody loves to say everyone said it was just a few people on Twitter, <laughs> but, <laughs> but still his response was, I thought hilarious. He said, I think you guys are confusing me with someone who cares. <laughs> Good for him. I love that. But you know what? If, because, because you know of him and he's, it means he's successful. Yeah. He's successful because he's been able to go and look within to the mm. original source yeah. of his, his inner genius to live out his, yeah. his, uh, his giftings. I mean, and you cannot do that yes. in the world today or the world 200 years ago if you went through life concerned about the reaction of other people to you. I just, I want that t shirt. But what would it say? I think you're confusing me with someone who cares. <laughs> Isn't that great? I love that. I love Just it. put everyone on notice. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I saw a bumper sticker the other day that said, uh, uh, filthy, dirty, rich. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was pretty good. Oh, right? my word. If I was a bumper sticker person, I would definitely get that one. <laughs> That's uh, perfect. So we're talking about peace today and specifically having peace when you should be freaking out. And I think that's an interesting title because should be freaking out. That means people have been telling you your whole life and they even will say that to you sometimes. Why aren't you freaking out? Why aren't you freaking out? You know, because of fill in the blank. Expectation. Yeah. Isn't that it? And, and we often, and I can remember going to the skating rink when I was 12 years old. And and uh, there was a little clique of girls over in the corner. And one of them is freaking out. And so everyone skates over there to her. Why are you freaking out? Because I know you should be. <laughs> and she's confused and someone's conceited. And the skating rink is like the club for that's, kids. Well, that's where you first experience all these emotional states yeah. of being. Isn't it's like it? the little watering holes. <laughs> All the social anxieties oh and interactions are coming out. I want to talk for a moment about um, planning versus uh, not over planning. Because, and this is just a personal observation. Um, if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I'm a violinist and I grew up playing for hundreds of weddings. So I've been to many, many, many ceremonies. And I always was sort of fascinated by this concept that without fail, you could tell who had overplanned their wedding. Because when they would overplan it, everything would go to, go to, uh, yeah, (laughs) I don't want to say (laughs) the word. Go go somewhere bad. (laughs) Go somewhere real bad. Off off the track. I'm trying to be good today. Off the rail. But yeah, off the rails. Thank you. So if they would overplan it, it would be this horrible disaster of a wedding. Hmm. And then it's like the people who sort of had this balance of planning a few things but then being open their wedding would be beautiful and seamless and this amazing uh, event that everyone loved and so i just am kind of curious what you think about you know keeping your peace um 
planning your life, not planning your life? Do you just completely fly by the seat of your pants and live spontaneously? Do you keep a calendar and calendar? I mean, you know, how do you, how do you approach sort of like the planning of life? Um, and one more quick thing, um, because I have a friend and if she didn't have her planner, she would lose her mind. I mean, she would absolutely just, I mean, she couldn't live without it. There's just no way that that she couldn't be able to look at her schedule and see every single, you know, little check mark of everything she's doing. So I just want to hear your opinion on planning. In this existence, there is a perfected balance that exists where the uh, perfected existence is advancing itself toward completion. The person that overplans their life is completely discarding and discounting the source of of things that are hoped for, which is evidence of things not yet seen. Mm. The law of attraction works by attracting that substance of your highest hope, your your observations into existence. It will manifest something that doesn't already exist into the natural realm. It will change circumstances according to your, your heart's desire. And that's the way it works. It will bring against you the thing that you're fearing. It will bring for you the thing that you're hoping for. The third component in all of this is the creator who is planning all of that. In other words, they're saying, I'm going to control the substance of things not yet seen. And so when that tries to show up, you are now knocking against it. You're resisting it. And so you're breaking down what could be by becoming the, the master over what's not yet seen. A master, the, someone that's mastering the universe around them is somebody that's saying, you know what, I'm going to plan for this. And my part in this is the kinetic belief. That means I'm going to create action moving toward that which is not yet seen. And so in the wedding scenario, what I'm doing is I am planning for a beautiful event to take place and unfold, to unfurl itself, if you will, before my eyes and for, before everybody else's. The, I'm going to make room for the serendipitous moment to show up and to create this beautiful aura, this scene of of magic that goes beyond the words that I could speak, that goes beyond even my own imagination. So I'm imagining the holistic event of the wedding to be a beautiful gift to everyone that's there. I'm imagining a perfect scene. I'm imagining the, the atmosphere to be exactly as it should be. I'm imagining the, the bouquet of color and arrangement of all the people that are there to, to match my heart's expectation. And then the essence of that is going to envelop everyone that comes into the event. And there's going to be this thing that you cannot even put words to that's going, everyone's going to carry away with them, a feeling of euphoria that this was a magical event. I don't know how that could have, you can't plan that kind of thing. The only thing that we do to make sure that that happens, the idealistic planner, wedding planner would say, we're going to move toward this special occasion and we're going to remove our own uh, uh, expectations for the unseen so that we can allow it to unfold and unfurl in the way that it should. So how do you find balance in what you do plan? Um, because, I mean, how do you sort of decide how far to take it? Because, for example, um, I mean, you have master classes, so you obviously have to give people dates and plan that event. Um, but then do you just 
plan it that as little as possible or how do you how do you approach that oh uh, we're going to plan the date we're going to all decide and determine when and where we're going to show up showing up is 90 percent of the success of the event mm, what happens at the event we allow to happen and to unfurl itself uh, recognizing that there's going to be alternate and and uh, interceding sources of information ideas substance that we are not going to try to see in advance we're going to imagine the holistic event itself uh, coming together in a perfect place with a perfect sense of being and then the advancing of the mind and the body and the soul for everybody that is there in perfect harmony and agreement is going to pull into existence something that we don't know what it is all we know, we're excited yeah. and we're grateful in advance that this is going to be the most excellent perfected version of this occasion that can possibly exist here in this natural realm and then we get ourselves out of the way but only fully expect for that thing to show up and just know that it's going to be greater than anything that we could think or imagine it's awesome how that really does flip the script on the unknowns of life because if you are exercising outside of the flow that you just described the unknowns are terrifying but the way you're describing it and the that peaceful place that you're working from, the unknowns are exciting and thrilling, and you can't wait to see what happens. Right. A person that's going to plan all of that or attempt to plan all of that is going to flatline the event, and they're going to do it because they are fear-based individuals. A fear-based person overplans. A person that's going through life wants to control the unseen. Yeah. They want to control the unexpected, and because they are fear-based, they think and they believe the unexpected is going to be a bad thing. Yeah. Anything that shows up that I didn't plan is going to be bad for me and bad for everyone. So guess what happens? It's flatlined and the event is bad for everybody because what you expected wow. comes against you. That's such a good point. Like you can absolutely kill an event with that sort of forced expectation. I was at a, a concert one time. It was pretty small, but there was a chick up there and she was singing and playing the guitar. And I guess she thought that people should like be, have their lighters out or their hands raised or something for the song. And no one was participating. And so she almost started like yelling at everyone to raise their hands and like to right. move. And it just made the whole event, like you're saying it flatlined the whole event because it's like somebody's up there trying to like force this event to be what they thought it should be so you know just going with the flow right <laughs> go with the flow and remind, do you remember we went to a concert together and it was a huge mainline act yeah. classic been around forever yes and one of their policies was that no one could use <gasps> get their phones out and film this. the concert and i'm sure that their reasoning for that was that i don't want this to ruin everyone else's event by yeah. somebody recording whatever we and so old school yeah and yeah. you remember the main guy comes out he's the main act uh -huh. and he he yells at the audience someone in the audience was, were having it was phone. some poor girl on the front yeah. row and he literally walked up there and yelled at her to put her phone away i mean this is like well, how many thousands 30,000 people oh, 50,000 yeah, yeah it yeah. was huge but so it just ruined the experience <laughs> for everybody because he over he planned the event yes. and then responded according to his plan rather than just letting it happen and be the, the beautiful ah, thing i got to say that that vision of balancing um you know, planning with also staying in the flow of of what is going to be brought to you through your belief is really cool. That's a really, really, I mean, 
I got to say, it just sounds cool. Like you're a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> you so can achieve that. You don't. So what you do is you don't plan the event. You journal the event. And you mm-hmm. do that by going back and you take yeah. your journal and you start with what is the event and what does it look like? Yeah. What does it feel like to you? What are you grateful for? And, and you're not going, you're not saying, well, the flower goes on the left and the, the spoon on the right. You're, you know, what you're doing with your journal is you are saying, this is, this is my highest viewpoint for what this occasion looks like. Mm-hmm. And these are the thought forms that I'm creating. And then you're grateful for that. And you're grateful for that. And you're grateful for that. And you're elevating it, and you're expecting that. And then all things are now moving according to your, your highest yeah. desire and your demand for the the advancing perfected source to move into that that event that you're creating and designing in the thought forms of your mind and you do this every day every day moving up to it and that's how you plan the perfect event and that's so that's exciting too thinking about the holidays coming up um you know if you have a big christmas event or a big family get together what a great idea to journal how you imagine it being you know the feel the essence of it um, that's that's really cool. I you love do, that. You do that rather than thinking, now I'm wondering if so-and-so is going to be in a good mood. <laughs> I'm wondering if they're going to come in here and uh, cause strife. Yeah. I wonder who's going to say, all, what you're doing when you do that is you're setting yourself up. You're attracting that negative source yeah. energy into your family holiday, and it will happen. There's a word for that, micromanaging. That's right. <laughs> you're That's, a control freak. Those Stop are it. fear-based people, yeah. and what you fear will always come against you. I actually talked to someone. Um, they were planning for their Christmas family get together. And there was something like, I can't remember exactly what it was, but there was some like topic of conversation that they thought would like trigger their grandfather. And so they were, they were actually going to like tell people to not bring something up. And it's just like, Oh my goodness. Like, you know, let it go, let it go. You're you're literally watching somebody create a stick of dynamite. Well, yeah. You want to know how to do it? Here's the fuse. There you go. But that's a good point. You know, it's almost as if when you're micromanaging something, you're putting faith toward it going wrong that's exactly right and that's why it happens that's, that's like right. the, that's the science behind your your horrible mm-hmm. event you are trying to prevent yeah. something bad from happening and by doing so you're oh, you're man. causing it that just that's just amazing isn't it those How? are your expectations and your oh, expectations wow. is the source it is the substance you are creating a substance that the law of attraction is going to bring into your life it that's the way that this whole thing works. You do, I have to say, you do seem extremely peaceful by nature. Have you been like that your whole life? I mean, were <laughs> you like, nature. were you like a, a very Zen child? Because you do, I mean, and people even comment on it when they meet you for the first time. They, a lot of times they'll pull me aside and be like, he's very calming, isn't he? <laughs> like, he really is, though. <laughs> it's actually true. You know, I think it's it's not easy to answer a question like that just because, you know, it's relative to me. And, and, and perhaps if I w- could remove myself and look back toward me from an unsettled soul, I might be able to better answer that. I think that I've always been re- rather... Uh, had a peaceful calm about me, and I've I've always had this the same perspective where the law of attraction, kinetic belief is concerned. Well, From the time know, I was four years old, I was, I was say, using yeah, this to change my life. Point. That's a good point. That you know, you did get a hold of this very early in life, very early. I didn't get a hold of this until I was in my twenties. Um, mm. So I mean, having and those are your formative years too. So. Well, it's, it's a gifting, and we all have an aptitude, and this is mine, and I've, I've been teaching this for many, many years, and yeah. I teach it to people hoping they'll teach it, and we continue to pass it along. You know, 
The original perfected, peaceful version of you already exists. And it's not just unique to me or anybody else. It's in all of us. It's on the inside of you. It's, it's the original you. Before you came into this world of, of freaking out unpeaceful situations and stormy relationships and people that are fearful of losing something or dying or paying taxes or whatever it is, every soul arrives on earth with an original source purpose. Everyone. The human beings having successful experiences, they all choose to flow in their creative potential. It's always going to be a choice. But now most people, they just drift along paths of least resistance. Whatever's the easiest thing, that's what I'm going to do. Whatever is, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. Whatever you think of me, that's cool. Uh, And if it's not cool, I'm going to be cool enough for you to think I'm cool. And if you want to experience yourself in your highest form, with a peaceful existence, advancing your mind and advancing your soul toward perfected completion. Now, if that's what you really want, here's the thing. Simple knowledge about the law of attraction and your part in all of this, how to live your life as a kinetic believer, all of that is going to, it's, it's required in order for you to release your successful life, the version of you that you were created to be, to reflect. See, every person is an eternal soul. All of us are having a human experience. All human beings were created in the image of the Creator before you ever arrived on earth. And all human beings will continue on without the cures of, of, of the world or uh, all of the things that we try to patch ourselves up with. None of that's going to be necessary. We are going to move on. In fact, when we leave the land of the living without any of the cares of the world, we're not going to take those with us. You see, the law of kinetic belief, it manifests the creative purpose of your presence while you're here on planet Earth. All humans desire peace. I don't care where you go in the world, what faction of people you meet, what country they're from. That is a universal thing that we all agree on. Even if you don't say it, even if people aren't willing to admit it, in their hearts, all humans desire peace and happiness. Everybody, everybody wants joy and everybody wants to have good health and financial freedom. Manifestation. It begins when you choose to release the cares of the world. That's where it starts. When you release the cares of the world, you, at that moment, you immediately enter into the realm of peace. That's where you're going to find it. Most human beings, they believe their current position in life is established and that there's no way it'll ever change. It's just the way it is. It's the way I was born. This is who my family is. This is how much money I don't have. This is where I live, the country I live in. Most human beings believe their current position is established and there's nothing that's ever going to change it. They don't even expect change to show up. They look around and they don't see a way out. The human experience begins when you come into this world. It doesn't matter if you're born into royalty, wherever you are. It begins with negative influences from the family, from culture, from government, and even so, the infinite knowledge of creation, it exists within each soul. Everyone has a knowing. All people have that inner knowing. All have been given the knowing. Empowerment is self-possessed. Now listen, 
The ability to choose is self-possessed. Peace is self-possessed by choice. Health is self-possessed by choice. Prosperity is always going to be self-possessed, and it's by choice. Advancing your mind and your body and your spirit and soul toward perfected completion is self-possessed. Radicalized beliefs are the result of abuse, and they are established from the abusive dominion that's inflicted on people by other people. Negative influencers, they they corrupt anybody that will listen to that stuff. If you grow up and you listen to that and you harbor it and you carry it with you, it's going to corrupt you. Everybody has some form, some amount, some percentage that they're carrying with them of corruption. Abuse harms anybody that will consider the abuser. Bullies will harm you if you consider the bully. An offender will offend you if you consider the offensive. Now, what happens is you agree with the abuse. So your agreement steals your peace. It steals your harmony. And it takes away your sound mind. And it will rob you of your prosperity. And it will destroy your health. But the original human being, that person, is creative, beautifully unique from the original source, who is perfect and good. The conscious, rationalized choice for unconditional love, that's going to project your inner self, the original purpose for you, your, your intuitive purpose into the, natural, uh, into the natural realm, into the natural world. And it's going to do it with that, that authentic, perfected peace that's on the inside of you. So the, the law of kinetic belief creates the peaceful, abundant, joyful, happy, prosperous, healthy life. I think it's really fascinating that that phrase that you've been using, original source purpose, it, everything that you were just saying, it gave me such a strong sense that that's where our peace is going to always be found in your original source purpose, because that doesn't just affect you. You're not just expecting that from yourself, but then all of a sudden you find yourself cultivating that in other people as well, because we always tend to, um, you know, we just love our own little unique intricacies and we're so, uh, we're so unique and avant-garde and funny. And then in someone else is different. You're like, what are they doing? Right, right, <laughs> you know, right. so, so having peace with um, their original source purpose and yours it just it's this beautiful harmonious way of living and I just love how you just described that whole process and achieving that it's really a beautiful place to to uh, to get to to journey toward and and what a what a way to live imagine this you are given or you move into a new home and you walk into the area that's going to be your bedroom okay and before you put anything into that room, mm-hmm. it's clean. <laughs> yes. It is spotless. <laughs> There's nothing at all that is junking up or trashing the room. It is a spotless, yeah. perfect bedroom. Okay. Then you move in. And you move in and you put your things in there. And you put your bed and it's made. And you put your dresser in. And the room looks nice. Yeah. Should anyway. <laughs> you start there. Yeah. And the room looks great. Two or three months later, you walk into that same room and you, there's your, your hair ties and your, your pajamas are on the floor hey. and you've got piles of clothes in the corner water and, bottles everywhere. and wrappers and water bottles and all of this stuff now yeah. has accumulated into the room. But you know what? The room is still clean. 
but it's underneath all of the the refuse and all of the stuff that you have accumulated all of the let's call them negative influencers that you are holding on to yeah all of that's a choice wow even though it looks like it's random it's still a choice one by one every single small item every water bottle every article of clothing every book every wrapper was a choice that you've accumulated along the way and you've allowed to come into that room and to clutter it up. The room is still clean, but it's underneath all of that. And it's just as simple as that, that if you start with the clean room and you maintain it, that's so much easier than having to do, you know, some horrible deep clean. (laughs) Right. And it's even better than that because what you want to do is imagine the room as clean. Mm. Because if you are the visionary and you meditate, you go into that place to unbecome the clutter, you see the room as as it still is in the authentic original thing that it was. It is a still it is still a clean, perfect room. And you're going to be start perfecting that room as it is. You're not going to make it something that it's not because it is clean. What you're going to do is unbecome all of those negative influencers that have accumulated over the years to distract or to to mask what is. And so we're not trying to become something that we're not. We're going back to the original to to imagine it as it was. And then the the substance of what we're hoping for comes in there and actually, now here's what's cool, start sweeping and cleaning the room while we're imagining it. And that's the way the law of attraction kinetic belief works. You don't have, this is what's cool. You don't have to go in there and actually physically take a Saturday off from work Put on your old clothes and your your uh, uh, sweats and get in there and start vacuuming and cleaning. You don't have to do that. That's what, that's what unconditional love will do for you. You just hold that imagination and you keep visualizing the room perfected as it originally was. And the substance of what you're hoping for comes in there and starts sweeping and cleaning and removing all of the refuse of your life and will leave you with that serendipitous moment of all things coming together on this new trail that you're blazing through this life with that original source, that perfected room. Wow. We're talking about having peace when you should be freaking out. Um, And, you know, your kid not having that clean room could be a cause for freaking out (laughs) that can you know your your family your kids your friends they know the buttons they know what works they know how to get you (laughs) so this is a, a really powerful topic well all those kids and all those people what they're going to find out pretty soon is that you don't have any more buttons I love it. There's no way no to rattle buttons. mama Ooh, anymore. Good. No more buttons. No more no buttons to push. That's right. They're all, that's they've good. all been removed because you are a person who's living and living their life journaling from the highest viewpoint, those thought forms of your original self. Nice. However wonderful and unique your dreams may be, the substance for their manifestation it already exists. That's the thing. We have to see, we have to look at life through that lens where, where it will come from should be have no concern of yours. I hear that often. They just think somebody that's looking for prosperity to come into their life. They'll say, well, Stephen, I just don't know where it's going to come from. Look, the worry of who, what, where, when, or how is all going to be rooted in fear. To think on the how or where your imaginations are going to come from, that's going to limit your belief. To think of, well, I just don't know how. I've never known how. I don't know where it's going to come from. I don't know how I'm going to get them to stop treating me that way. All those things. That, that, the fear of not having peace produces no peace. Unconditional love toward yourself 
and all other people journaling your highest viewpoints from your perfected ideal self is going to construct the substance of your belief to attract your peace. Kinetic belief attracts, constructs, and manifests the substance that's going to be required for your imagination. And this is the simple process that's going to lead anybody, regardless of your status in life, regardless of your education, regardless of your IQ label. And I do say label. Don't identify yourself with an IQ. Whatever they try to put on you, that's not who you are. Don't have a relationship with that. None of those things matter unless it matters to you. So you get to choose. So journal your choices. That's, that's the way all this works. And it's just a matter of changing how you see all of existence and going back, like you said a minute ago, to original source. One of my favorite truth nuggets from today is that unknowns are something to embrace and something to look forward to. And I think that's a really cool, because a lot of times those unknowns are the, the core of where all that turmoil comes from. But to embrace unknowns as, hey, that's where, that's where all the exciting, spontaneous combustion of, of my belief is happening and it's going to pop through and, and I know the event's going to be greater. I know this get together, this relationship is going to turn out really well, but I don't know how and I can't wait to see it. That's the best part. You don't want to know cool. how. Yeah, I you open it. yourself up for those unknowns. You open yourself up for those possibilities. Yeah. And that's the, your gratefulness is creating a vacuum for those things to come in and exist in. Yeah. And replace. And you're just grateful. Well, what are you grateful for? I don't see anything. <laughs> I am grateful. I'm calling those things that are not in my life yet as though they yeah. are. And you're creating a place for them to come in and inhabit. What a great expectation to have as you go throughout days and you're planning and, and expecting things to go so well in meetings. And oh, I just love that. That's right. What a Everything. great mentality. Oh, and here, that's another thing. People that are measuring the results of something that they're putting their hand to as being either successful or a failure mm. aren't there yet. you got to realize that as a kinetic believer, all things are working together for your good. So when you show up somewhere yeah. um, and don't expect a yes, don't expect a no, just expect. And if they say no, it's because you were protected from something. If they say yes, it's because you've entered the victory. Yeah. And so you go through life knowing that, you know what, you're always moving and advancing. And that's the journey. And it's not looking for a certain result from each day. Just keep going, expecting the best. And the best is always going to show up at just the right time. And another thing is when those negative thoughts come in, you can't stop them from coming in, but you can prevent them from staying and lingering. And the mm -hmm. way you do that is you replace thoughts with words. Affirmations. That's right. Just say this. <laughs> it. Say it right now. Say, I am peace. I am peace. Because I choose peace. Because I choose peace. I am the substance of well-being. I am the substance of well-being. My kinetic belief for peace. My kinetic belief for peace. Is abundantly attracted to manifest in my life. Is abundantly attracted to manifest in my life. I look within for my purpose. I look within for my purpose. I appreciate and unconditionally love myself. I appreciate and unconditionally love myself. I am grateful. I am grateful. For all of the abundance, for all of the abundance that flows into my life, that flows into my life, I'm unbelieving anxiety. I'm unbelieving anxiety because all is well with my mind. Because all is well with my mind. All is well with my body. All is well with my body. All is well with my soul. And all is well with my soul. I have a sense of peace. I have a sense of peace and love and love with every breath I take. With every breath I take, I radiate peace. I radiate peace and the original source of my love to others. And the original source of my 
my love to others. I'm not trying to become calm. I'm not trying to become calm. Because I am calm. I am calm. In a world of uncertainty. In a world of uncertainty. I am certain peace. I am certain peace. All is well. All is well. Right here. Right here. Right now. Right now. I release my past. I release my past. Every negative thought. Every negative thought. Every negative persuasion. Every negative persuasion. Every negative judgment. Every negative judgment. Every negative conversation. Every negative conversation. And dwell within calm. And dwell within calm. Serenity. Serenity. And peace. And peace. I am aware of all the beauty. I'm aware of all the beauty. That is around me. That's around me. All the beauty. All the beauty. That is within me. That is within me. I let go of fear. I let go of fear. And embrace love. And embrace love. I connect my soul. I connect my soul. My beautiful. My beautiful. Loving soul. Loving soul. With all is well. With all is well. Because. Because. All is well. (laughs) Because all is well. Yay. I like that. Yeah. I feel very zen, Steve. <laughs> I <laughs> well, mean it. <laughs> how are you not sitting in your chair? You're like floating. Right I'm now. levitating. You're Am like I levitating? up there at the ceiling. <laughs> wow, what a wonderful <laughs> episode! This is um, who knew peace could be so thrilling and so exciting. Isn't it's it? an exciting place to mm. imagine yourself in, and and that that's who you really are, and that was your original intent. What a what a wonderful topic. Oh, I love it. You know, and uh, just want to encourage everybody to to hang in there. Change the way you see things and know that peace already is. And don't react and don't respond to the crazy world as it freaks out around you. Yeah, and you know what? If you just want to supercharge this process, check out the website, kineticbelief.com. We have workbooks, worksheets, so many resources for you to use in your day-to-day life that make this process even even more simple than it is. Well, and if you can't get a guided journal, just get a notebook and start writing down your thoughts and your highest viewpoints for life as it as as you see it and then continue to review that and stay with it. Uh, otherwise, you can pick up one of the guided journals yeah. from, from uh, kineticbelief.com. And something that's really cool that's been added to the website, you can order a hard copy of the guided journal for you to write in, or you can actually print one off. We have a digital version, and there's going to be an audio version on there as well. I think that's already on there, though. So we have, oh man, that's a lot of resources. And then we've got the events that you can check out. So much going on right now. And if you haven't already, check out Stephen Canyon on Instagram. And that's the username, Stephen Canyon. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Love getting those emails. Love getting the questions. Um, We're just a big family. I love how the family grows every single day. It's it's so exciting. And for some of you that have come out to the Mastering the Universe workshop, uh, we want to get back around to you as soon as we can. We'd love to meeting you already. And we'll see you again in the near future just keep uh keep up with the events awesome well i will see you tomorrow thanks so much for today glad to have all of you back with us and we'll see you again tomorrow have a good evening everybody okay good seeing you again megan you too bye